happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we share on the topic of developing spiritual habits that lead to a deeper relationship with Christ. Today, we talk about prayer and why it is important. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is Erica Close, and I'm here with Kim Miller, and we are so thrilled that you have decided to spend the next few moments with us as we talk about the necessity of prayer. Yeah, so we've been doing a series of podcasts about spiritual habits, spiritual disciplines, things, um, things that Christians do, why we do them and how we do them. And today we are talking about prayer, and we're just going to talk for a little while about why we pray and why it's so important that we pray. You know, Erica, it's an interesting thing to me. You know, I never liked growing up when somebody said, you can't do something, and you say, why? And they say, because I said so. (laughs) I never liked that answer. But it is true that one reason we pray is because God said so. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, he says to pray without ceasing. So as we begin talking about this spiritual habit of prayer, it's imperative that we understand that it is an attitude of the heart. Mm -hmm. It is a submission to God, knowing that he is our help in time of need. He is our sustainer. He is the joy and the strength of our life, not only in time of need, but in all times, and that he longs for a personal relationship with you. He says in Revelations 3.20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. He refers to the relationship as a friend. He was a friend to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and he's no respecter of persons. So if he was Mary, Lazarus, and Martha's friend, he will be your friend as well. But you have to receive him and let him in. And Erica, if you and I never talked, and I didn't know anything about you, and I didn't care to find out anything about you, we would not be friends. That is the truth. Because relationships require effort. They require engagement. They require involvement. They require communication and conversation. And Jesus wants a personal relationship with you. I love that, you know, 
when we talk about having a relationship with Jesus, um, there's a verse in 1 Timothy, it's 1 Timothy 2.5 that says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and men, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. Like Jesus is our mediator. He's our friend. But when we have a relationship with him, we have access to the Father. He's the mediator. He mediates between us and God. It's, he's the door, right? Like you and said he, in Revelation 3.20. He's the ticket in. Right. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by him. He's not just a mediator. He's not just making intercession for us. He gives us the right to be in the presence of God because his blood washes away our sins. And God sees the blood when he sees a born-again believer. Amen. Amen. I love that you bring up forgiveness because, you know, one of the other reasons that we come to the Lord in prayer, like we come to the Lord in prayer and that that first prayer of every one of us that is heard is that prayer of repentance, right? The prayer of repentance that leads to salvation. But the reality is another reason that we pray is that we live in this world and we still mess up, right? And we still have things in our lives, even after we're saved, that we need to continue to deal with and get out. And James 5.16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, right? There's still an importance for confession because, you know, when Jesus was talking with the disciples, he talked about them needing to wash the dust of the world off their feet each day, right? We live in this world. We still have things of the world that get onto us. We need to, we need to come to the Lord and confess those sins to get ourselves in in continual right standing with the Lord. But I love, too, that this verse speaks to how we should pray, effectually and fervently, right? Effectually. it's Our prayers are effective because they're fervent. That's like all the time. And they're, they're like intense. Yes. Like they're not just half-heartedly, well, I'm going to say these words and throw them up. It's not like the Hail Mary in football. Right. You're throwing up and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. An intense, fervent prayer is one that is going directly to the source because you have the faith to believe that when he hears it, he will do something. Amen. I love that Paul to first Tim in, to Timothy is telling him in First Timothy two verses one through four why who's to pray. Mm-hmm. He's giving this here's who needs to pray. He says, I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Everybody needs to pray. Then he says, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. God doesn't want anyone to perish. Amen. And God wants everyone to have a relationship with him. That's how we don't perish is we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ who then introduces us to the Father and gives us access to the Father by him. And so everybody needs to be praying. It's not a bother. I've heard a a lot of people say, well, I don't want to bother him with the little stuff. If you don't think he's in the little stuff, go and find out how many blood vessels and how many miles of blood vessels and arteries and veins you have in your body. I don't care how big you are. 
it's going to be overwhelming to your mind, the amount of the minute capillaries and things that he places in your body. We are made of little stuff, and our lives are full of little things that the Lord cares about. And look how little we are compared to the planet. Jesus is in the little stuff, the big stuff, and all things. And I have to say this, Erica, because it's just something that wears me out. He is not the man upstairs. He's not the big guy. He is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I've got news for you. He doesn't live upstairs. He lives in my heart, and he fills my life and my home. Amen, amen. So when we're talking about why we pray, there are more reasons that we pray. And one of the main reasons that we pray is to get answers to things we do not know. And this is one of my absolute favorite verses. Oh, come on. You no, know it's mine. No, it's mine. <laughs> so it's Jeremiah 33, 3. You want to say it together? Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I would say that for both of us, it's probably one of our favorite uh, verses to to quote too, but what a promise related to prayer that we find in this verse. It says, if we call unto him, he will answer us. That's a sure thing. Right. We could just stop there. That verse would be amazing if it stopped there, but it doesn't. It doesn't just stop there. It goes on. It says that when he answers us, he's going to show us great and mighty things, which we don't know. And Erica, I want to tell you, I have seen that verse come to fruition time and time again in my life. First of all, he tells us things that, that we don't know that we need to know, like when to stop and, and which direction to go and what uh, road to take and which gas station to buy our gas at. Where and, to have lunch And where to have church. lunch after <laughs> church. Uh, and I know you think we're crazy, but we were discussing on our way home from church where to have lunch and I said, well, I just feel in my heart we should have lunch at this particular restaurant. And I just felt it in my heart. Well, when we go there, we see some people that we haven't seen in a long time that we've worshipped with for a while. And we were so excited to see them. They've been sick, and we were able to have a conversation. We were able to have prayer with them right there in the middle of this big chain restaurant. And it was such a blessing And we were just sitting at our table so excited because we'd been seated directly behind them. And then when we went to pay our bill, our bill had been paid by them. And if you think that wasn't God telling us, if we'd have been anywhere else, that would not have happened. And we would have missed such a blessing. And that doesn't happen all the time. But God tells us where to be if we just ask. And we were consulting him. Where should we have lunch? Because I believe he's in all the things, the big things, the little things. I believe he does have orchestrated plans for people for you to meet at the grocery store which aisle you should be in when you're going to check out i believe he's interested in that i believe he's interested in where you buy your gas i believe he's interested in whether you pay at the pump or whether you go in he hasn't put you there just to stand there most likely he's put you there to spread a light to someone else sometimes maybe it is to delay you on a road so that something doesn't happen but i believe that's how real he is and i believe it's through prayer and through study that we know this but in prayer he tells us things we don't know and then i want to tell you i had a successful career and i knew things i had no reason to know except jesus dumped it in my mind I'm just not that smart, folks. 
I love, too, the connection to Philippians 4, 6, because we're talking about the big things and the small things. And in Philippians 4, 6, we read, be careful for nothing, but in everything, right? It doesn't say everything. It says everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. And when somebody really love, loves you, you can't bother them. That's true. Even if you keep asking them the same question, you might slightly start getting them to hope you get a new subject, <laughs> but they won't be bothered. And he says that in everything, come to him. And he will answer us. But to be thankful, you know, as well as I know that my mom, when she prayed, would always thank Jesus for the answer before she ever got up out of her prayers. Something to this day that motivates and inspires me and blows my mind. When she asks God to help her with something or to give her something or to help someone else, which is what she usually was doing, she literally thanked him before she said amen. Because Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Amen. She Hallelujah. She believed that she received them and thanked God for it before she ever finished the prayer. And you know, God is no respecter of persons, Erica. What he did for my mom, he'll do for all of us. Now, she put in the work as far as you can't work for salvation. Don't take that out of context. But she lived the life that was pleasing to God. She spent time in the word, and she prayed fervently, and she prayed in belief. But listen, we can all have that. We can all have a prayer closet. Mm -hmm. We can all be prayer warriors. Now, some of us may be gifted in prayer, but all of us have the privilege and the opportunity. Absolutely. And, and in prayer... We, we demonstrate how much of Jesus is in us, right? Like we demonstrate that we know him. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. And I think what's so important in that verse is it talks about abiding in the Lord, right? Spending that time in his word, spending that time in your prayer closet, whatever that looks like. A prayer closet may be your couch. It may be your favorite chair. You know, what, whatever your prayer closet is. Maybe you are blessed and you have a closet that you can sit in and pray. But whatever that is, it's about abiding in the Lord and having his words abide in you that allows you to know him. And it allows you to stay in his will. Right. See, so there's other verses that said when we, when we pray in his will. And the reality of it is, is that I'm pretty certain that if you want to fight me and say, well, that verse doesn't really work. I prayed to win the lottery and I haven't won the lottery, then I'm going to tell you this. One, gambling is not pleasing to the Lord, so therefore he's not going to bless that. But I also want you to see the key to that verse is if you abide in me. Yeah. When you abide in him, your want-tos change. You become in sync with his will for your life. And then you will be asking for things that he truly can bless because you will be living in the way that he need you to live to receive the blessings. You will be in the place you're supposed to be to receive the blessings. Don't tell me that verse doesn't work because I know that he said it. Therefore, it's true. I also know when I'm in the center of his will, what I want and what I need lines up perfectly with him and he 
delivers. He says, if you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. The key is making your heart line up with what God has for your life. And then you live in perfect peace as you abide in him in the center of his will. Amen. Amen. We've talked about prayer in terms of probably the type of prayer that might be a prayer like on the regular, you know, like a relationship sort of prayer. <laughs> on but, the regular. But I think that we can't, we can't leave out that we can, prayer, we can pray when we need help. Amen. And we can pray when we need help, like in the moment, right? Like, I think that one thing that's so instantaneous, and I know, you know, you talk all the time about Peter, right? Your favorite thing about Peter, you know, Peter, Peter walking on the water and he sinks and he said, you know, Lord, save me. And, you know, they, King James says, and immediately, you know, the Lord, the Lord saved him. And, and he picked him up and he took him to safety. He put him back on the boat. Right. So there's this, you know, Jesus is immediate. Amen. And he is present. And He's it, on time, in time, every time. Exactly. So... Like in Romans 8, 26, we read, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which, which cannot be uttered. Sometimes right, we need help, and we don't even know. Right? We well, need sometimes help. we're too brokenhearted to know where to start. Oh, yes. Amen. And but you don't even hears. know words to say, but... But the spirit groans and makes utterance for us. Jesus never leaves us alone. He never leaves us helpless. And he never leaves us without a plan. Because the correct plan every time and all time is this. Seek the Lord's will. You got that down? That's all you got to remember. And the only decision you have to make every day, Erica, is to follow Jesus. Amen. There's a promise in, um, in Psalms 34. It's Psalms 34, 17. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of all of their troubles. He will deliver me. Amen. I am redeemed by the blood of the lamb and I am welcomed to come boldly to the throne of grace that I might found help in time of trouble. Amen. Amen. So in that time of trouble, sometimes those times of trouble are not when things happen to us, but those times when we are in a place and we need to do the right thing. Amen. And I'll, we can close with this one. You know, I think that this is one of those times when the Lord promises us that we can have help in the moment. Matthew 26, 41 says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. When we need help in the moment, when we're in a situation, when we don't know what to do, the most appropriate thing to do is pray amen we need amen. to watch for those situations and we need to pray so that we don't take the step into the temptation into the wrong thing but that we trust the spirit within us to lead us and guide us and direct us to take that next step amen there are so many reasons to pray and we have not talked about them this is not an exhaustive list but we talked about we pray because God says so, right? Because we should pray. We pray to deepen our relationship with Jesus. We pray for forgiveness. We pray for answers to things that we don't know. We pray for the things that concern us, the big things. We pray when we need help. The little things. The little things. Yes, the little things too. Sorry. We pray when we need help, and we pray when we need help in the moment. 
There are so many reasons to pray, but this is a really good start. It is my prayer and the prayer of Erica and here at Woman at the Well Ministries that you have really been inspired and motivated to seek the Lord. It's an invitation that is always open, and you are always welcome, and you always belong at the foot of Jesus if you ask him to prepare your heart and to allow you to receive the faith he has for you. It's not a special party that only the rich and the well-known and the socialites of the world are invited to. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he says that we are all to pray, all men. And it is our prayer that you dig deep, that you go along with Jesus, and that you build that personal relationship, and as he knocks on your heart's door, that you open it. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
Hey girl.